up guys we are back after a week sorry about last week guys we went a little christmas vacation um but we're back this is ozzy mr blake and uh today we're gonna be talking about something that's not so fun um we kind of went back and forth with this one because touchy subject not something that we uh typically would want to talk about or you know just at all really because it's kind of kind of strange kind of touchy for me i mean as a parent you know yeah. but uh of course we're talking about the uh unsolved murder case going on what more than 25 years now or 20 nearing 25 years something like that 20 1996 Something like that. Yeah, 24 years. You know what I mean? So, we're talking about the John Binet Ramsey case. Still unsolved. A lot of, uh, a lot of theories out there. A lot of different things that, that have been said in the media through different, you know, people that were involved, that worked. You know, police officers, detectives, stuff like that, you know, throughout the years have come forward and kind of said their version of what happened and how, how they saw it happen. But I mean, it's definitely such a, such a sad thing. You know, this little girl was six at the time and uh, someone killed her. Well, supposedly someone took her, kidnapped her. Yeah. And then- and then the dad found the body, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a kidnapper. I've never been kidnapped. But, I mean, I think the premise of you kidnapping someone is to take them away, not leave them there. I don't know, man. There's just so many sketchy things. Yeah. We're going to dive right in. Um, you'll see why it's a little suspicious about the whole kidnapping thing. They're... Um, um, night or the day after christmas you know december 26 1996 um little girl's mom calls the police at right before six o'clock in the morning um you know she's hysterical on the phone call and everything and we'll, we'll post some links of phone calls and whatnot um but yeah like obviously you know your your kid's missing and you're just freaking out at six o'clock in the morning and apparently they found a ransom note, you know, a really lengthy one. Yeah, it was like two and a half pages long. Yeah, something like two and a half, three pages long for a ransom note. Um, you know, basically the gist of it was, we have your daughter, and we want a very specific amount of money. We want a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. Which is um, a strange amount. Yeah, it's like oddly specific. You know what I mean? Like, why not ask for a million, million dollars, a hundred thousand? I mean, I don't know. And this family is really wealthy. Yeah, um, John Bennett Ramsey, who is the uh, the dad, um, basically had a startup. You know, back in the nineties with all the tech. 
was um, barely becoming big and stuff like that. And he moved his headquarters out to Boulder, Colorado. They were originally from Georgia. Yeah. And um, they moved their headquarters over of his company to Boulder and, you know, found a lot of success in that. I mean, they had a this mansion where they lived in. I mean, it was a 15-bedroom house. You know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, shit. And it's just and it's just four of them living there. Yeah, it was just um, John Bennett, um, Patsy Ramsey, the mom, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Burke. brother. Yeah, the nine year old brother Burke, um, and the little girl. I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot of house for four people, I guess. But you know, if you can afford it, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, the mom found her. I mean, not find. She didn't find her. She uh, found that she wasn't in her room. So that's when she called nine one one to report that her kid was uh, kidnapped and that she had found a ransom letter. Which is, I mean, the ransom note alone is just bizarre. Yeah, you know, a ransom note. I mean. They're usually half a page long or a page long. This was two and a half pages long, and yeah, that's a lot of like the the ransom notice is like it's kind of infamous at this point because a lot of the detectives, police officers, people in law enforcement, you know, professionals that do this for a living and stuff like that, um, you know, that's kind of like a red flag that they always you know they bring up in any kind of interview or anything like that is is how lengthy this. Um, ransom letter was you know it's almost three pages long and you know also it goes into like really odd and specific details like at one point they're talking about um, they're from like a foreign nation or whatever and um, again they're asking for like a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars and like I don't know it was just yeah. They Just even, a lot of things. They even asked for the money, and they wanted the eighteen, the hundred eighteen thousand dollars. They wanted a hundred thousand in hundred bills, and the remaining eighteen thousand they wanted it in twenties. Yeah, so it's it's. I mean, it's kind of you know, you know. And red the, flies all over the place. And the amount is weird because at that time, the father of Jean Bonnet had gotten a bonus. For a hundred and eighteen thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's definitely it, it. It raises the question that if this indeed was a kidnapping or something like that, I mean, it must have been someone really close to. Yeah, it makes you it makes you kind of like wonder if it was someone they knew. I mean, who else would know? Yeah, who else is gonna know? Yeah, it's either family or friends. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, nine times out of ten, cases like this, when it's like murder or kidnapping it, it it tends to be someone close to the family but um but yeah i mean yeah weird note and then of course that's the first weird thing you later. know i think that this whole thing it was just kind of like a perfect storm of um basically murphy's law you know anything that can go wrong will go wrong um from the very beginning obviously you're talking about December 26th, you know, the day after Christmas. Um, so definitely police departments going to more than likely be understaffed. Um, 
you know, a lot of things went down and, um, you know, the police department for um, uh, Boulder was held under a lot of scrutiny because of how badly they handled the entire situation. I mean, the crime scene was... From the beginning, it was... Everything yeah. was contaminated yeah, from like, the start. After... They after, didn't lock it down. They let people in and out of the house. Yeah. Like, um, you know... After after Patsy called 911, she called her friends, I think, or family in to come over and they they all walked through the whole house. Yeah, yeah. They just, you know, destroying any possible evidence that was there. And then uh, um, the second weird thing is that right after, the dad called his pilot. Yeah, yeah. He, he had, I mean, they had money. So, I mean, the Ramses had had a private plane and apparently one of the first phone calls the um the dad of this family you know the first phone call that he made one of the first phone calls he made after this whole thing was going down is he called his pilot and told him hey you know get the get the plane ready we need to we get out of here for a little bit i think he wanted to go to atlanta yeah i mean they're they're originally from atlanta from georgia so i mean they, they wanted to go back to georgia or whatever and you know i don't know as a as a as a parent i feel like if your kid goes missing you're not gonna try to bail out of town that's that that probably wouldn't be your first no you'd want to try to find your kid yeah yeah exactly but um one of the many strange things about this case i guess um another thing was like i said i mean police department kind of dropped the ball there I, i i think i mean you know um, they let people in and out and, and everything like that. And I guess, like I said, I mean, there's just a lot of things going on. You know, you're, you're there day after Christmas. It's like kidnapping. It's, you know, it's crazy. Um, but you know, throughout this whole thing where people were coming in and out of the house and the police was there and, you know, they're like, Hey, well, you know, tell the family, go through the house, see if there's anything out of place see if something uh you know seems odd and um you know john ramsey he goes straight down to the basement Um, well actually the detective told him start from the top and work your way all the way down see if you see anything weird instead of going to the top and working his way down he went straight to like a cellar that they had in the basement yeah so i guess the basement had like a different section yeah um, in his account of everything, and and there is photos from the evidence and stuff like that. Um, right off the bat, there was a window that was open, and there was like a, um, like a luggage that was positioned right under the open window. So, you know, he kind of, I don't know, I guess whatever. He goes straight to the wine cellar, and that's where he finds his daughter. You know. And, um, she's laying there. He claims that she was covered up in a blanket. Um, goes to her and grabs her. So again, a lot of these things, uh, you know, we're we're not by any means um, in law enforcement. We're not detectives or anything. But I would assume that that's kind of, you know, you're at that point you're tampering with the evidence. It's you're contaminating the scene by you know, and I get it as a as a parent. I mean, I can't imagine like what he must have been going through what what was going through his mind when he saw his little girl laying on the floor like 
maybe he just wanted to see if she was okay. I don't know. Um, but I mean, at that point, she was she was dead. And um, the cause of death was um, strangulation. And also, she had a skull fracture in the back of her head. Yeah, so, and here's where it gets interesting, and, like, a lot of different theories are out there as to who actually did it, uh, who actually murdered this little girl, because, um, yeah, the official cause of death was, like, strangulation, asphyxiation by strangulation, um, but upon the autopsy and everything, it was discovered she had a pretty significant skull fracture i mean it was something like um it that might as well she probably would have bled out or, or something i mean it was it was pretty substantial you know what i mean so a lot of theories they started blaming the mom yeah and they started blaming the mom because well i mean they really couldn't find any you know real evidence but what they had there was the the nylon cord and a, a broken handle of a paintbrush that was used to make a um, a garage to strangle her. And the paintbrush was the mom's paintbrush. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is where it gets like so much attention was given to the mom and put on the mom because... Um, the ransom note that was found, you know, was actually also also from her notepad because right. apparently, you know, she had a notepad or whatever. And they were able to determine that it was her specific notepad that um, this kidnapper used in order to, like, write this ransom note. Also, like you said, when, when they uh, discovered the paintbrush handle and that was hers too you know and it's it's not looking too good for mom no and it's just I mean her notepad that she probably uses on a daily yeah was in that cellar and her paint brushes were in there too yeah it seems like I mean whoever did this must have gone through the house like I mean I get it it's a big ass house but yeah. I mean, I don't know that but, I could sleep through someone walking through my house at night, going to my kids' rooms, going into my office, going yeah, down because, to the I mean, cellar, you, you like, hear when your kids get up in the middle of the night yeah. to, like, go to the restroom. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you were telling me that they they found out that they had practice on writing yeah. the letters. So when the uh, detectives were there and everything, during the investigation, a lot of things were kind of bizarre one of which this very lengthy um ransom note letter uh which was written on this lady's notepad someone had actually started like a a rough draft if you will you know they had already written one out and they kind of said no 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 fuck it it sounds stupid let's rewrite it you know like for you to have that much time to like you know, it, it, it just seems very suspicious, to say the least. And so that's why a lot of the focus at the beginning of the investigation 
I mean, four people go to sleep inside the house. That is like a gated house. They have security systems, whatever. Um, and only three of them wake up alive, you know. Yeah. More than likely, it was one of the other three people that were still in the house that um, were probably responsible. But yeah. I mean, and I don't. I mean, it's kind of. They had a Christmas party that night before, before she was found. I mean, I understand like maybe they were really tired and they kind of like, you know, just slept through the noise. But still, it's just. But I mean, I've never fallen asleep in a fifteen-room house. Yeah. So. Yeah, me either. So. Um. You never know, man. Um. I just feel like. It just all seems too like. There's so many red flags. Like, how are you not gonna? Um. Know, that your kids are walking around there. Like, I mean, there's things like that. Yeah. You kind of you 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 should know. This whole Kate, like the whole. Everything about this is just strange. Like when she, when the mom called, you know, the friends and family to come over, like the friends and family started cleaning the house. They wiped down the kitchen surfaces. They're picking up, you know, the messes that you know, mess that was there, and it's and the yeah. cops weren't doing anything about yeah, it. Yeah, and again, the the police department was just kind of like letting everything happen, and I I, I don't know why it might must have been. I mean, um. I guess this family, I mean, they were very prominent in this very small town of Boulder. And I mean, and they were um, really well known because, I mean, yeah. Jean-Benet was a, a, you know, a pageant yeah, little girl. And then the mom was also. Yeah, she was like a socialite. I mean, the dad was a super successful dude. Yeah, every, I mean, everyone um, knew them. So, I mean, yeah. And, and I, get I mean, that, still, but... I mean, I, I mean, law enforcement still has to be professional and, and, you know, they're trying to solve something. Yeah, and they're just letting this stuff go on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's it's like I said. I mean, it's from the very beginning. I mean, everything, everything about this case, you know. Um, and another thing with with Boulder PD is that they didn't want FBI helping them out, and then Denver police, who are you know bigger, way more professional, police department who actually deals with this stuff, you know. More often than Boulder does, because Boulder's a it's a it's pretty a fancy small town. little town, and they denied Denver PD to to send their investigators to you know to just help. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I, I don't understand. I, I and everyone was saying that the police chief at that time was like really, you know, he 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 felt that he didn't need no one's help. You know, like oh we we can we can do everything. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I guess I I can understand that from a perspective of like, you don't want to bring someone else into your your backyard essentially, and like have them do your job, you know, and show you up, which is kind of unfortunate because, I mean, this like decisions that were made by people that were in key positions, essentially led to this being an unsolved mystery for like almost twenty five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of fucked yeah. up. And it's just insane how every little thing about it is, it doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, like the autopsy where they found, you know, pineapple in her, in her stomach. Yet the parents 
insists that she didn't eat pineapple. And she and Jean Bonnet had a weird thing where she would eat fruit with milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really strange. And but, I mean, to each their own, I guess. And um, on in the kitchen table, there was a bowl of pineapple with milk and a spoon in it. But the parents claimed that she never ate that that night. But in the autopsy, it showed that she had had pineapple a few hours before her death. Yeah. So, I mean, a few hours, do they mean like two, three, you know, like three, four hours? Because this is. Yeah, I mean. This is this is just, the next day. Yeah. And then just like the timeline of it all, because obviously that's another thing that, um, you know, investigators were struggling with. It's like, OK, well, what time did you guys get home? What time did you guys go to sleep? What time did you guys put the kids to sleep? Did they go to sleep right away? You know, things like that. And it's like from the time you got home till essentially yeah, you know the mom found her five something in the morning where the mom found her at five twenty five in the morning right? yeah yeah i mean that's where she found that she wasn't there right or whatever okay so the dad didn't find her body until 1 p.m and the autopsy is showing that you know the food was had only been in her stomach for a few hours yeah i mean definitely so, I mean, wasn't we, like so like she had um how did she how did that happen if the dad found her that day after, you know, the mom finding out she wasn't there at five in the morning. The dad finding the body at one in the afternoon. Yeah. It, it's just. Yeah. Again, a lot of red flags, a lot of very suspicious things. It's I mean, it's it's such an that's why it's such an interesting like case. And, um, you know, it's a, it's truly a mystery, you know, like who did it and why? Like, I mean. I wonder if we'll ever actually find out, you know, what what really went down, Um, you know, but a lot of things, a lot of people like people got obsessed with this thing. Like they had like this very, um, you know, notorious like pedophile that came forward a few years after and like said, oh, I did it. And of course, like. Yeah, and then I mean, they tested it wasn't the DNA him. that was found on her underwear, and it didn't. Yeah. Him. So that's when cops just lost interest in him, and um, the DNA did belong to an unknown male. I mean, obviously, PD checked. You know, everyone close to them. Yeah, basically, it kind of cleared. Nothing, the DNA hasn't matched anyone, even in the CODIS system, which is the combined DNA DNA index system that you know stores all the. DNA samples from everyone who's, you know, done something. Yeah. And to the day, it has not matched. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, at first, when it didn't match any of the initial, like, suspects and stuff like that, obviously, that kind of exonerated them, you know, in a in a way, because it's like, okay, well, I mean, there's DNA here, and it's not yours, and clearly it wasn't you. But, you know, years later, and obviously, you know, this is back in the 90s, and um, years later, where all the uh, advancement in technology and stuff like that, there was actually an expert that came forward and was like, you know what, this might have just been a false positive in a way. You know, it might have just been cross contamination from the actual underwear itself. You know, because obviously, you know, you're you're buying stuff that other humans are handling and putting in yeah. package. And, I mean, he even proved it. I mean, he bought a brand new pack of underwear and 
submitted it to some kind of DNA test. And yeah, he found, you know, foreign DNA on the underwear. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that kind of like, okay, well, now does it really exonerate those people? Because it, it could have just been something from like whoever packaged the damn thing. And then the, whoever killed there didn't really leave any evidence. You know, so those people are kind of back on the hook. Yeah. And a lot of the investigators believe that it was a staged, you know, crime scene. Yeah. Because, I mean, what we've been talking about, like, nothing makes sense. You know? Yeah, I mean, from that that very lengthy, like, um, ransom note and everything. And a lot of people were starting to think, like... um, Maybe even her older brother, Burke, might have done it. You know, maybe they were trying to cover it up. Um, At that point, it was an accidental thing. Maybe they were playing. Maybe they were having some kind of scuffle and, um, you know, he hit her or something. I don't know. Yeah, and the parents didn't want him to get in trouble. Yeah, of course. I mean, they figured, hey, you know, we already lost a a daughter. Let's not lose both of our kids. I mean, I don't know. At that point, your thought process and stuff. Another theory which is the one that a lot of people were kind of holding on to and they pressed and they pressed is that it was actually um, the mom who did it, you know? Um, Apparently, this little girl had a history of, like, bedwetting and stuff like that, and they did find evidence that her bed was wet, you know, Um, on that night that she went missing. Um, You know, a lot of... There was a detective in particular that, like, kind of pieced it all together and... In his eyes, what happened is, you know, the mom got frustrated with her basically just wetting the bed again and, you know, got frustrated, lost her temper a little bit and maybe pushed her or hit her with something or or pushed her and maybe she hit herself on the bathtub or something. And that's what cracked her skull open. And at that point, you know, little girl's unconscious and, and panic sets in and you're like, um, you know, maybe the mom thought she killed her, but she was still alive. Yeah, and that's when, like, she got and strangled. she said, well, fuck it, you know, we're going to have to stage um, a kidnapping here, and we're just going to have to, you know, figure something yeah. out. And it got out of hand, and it became uh, what would have been an accident, and maybe, who knows, maybe if panic wouldn't have taken over, yeah. um, if it was, in fact, how it happened, you know. Maybe the little girl would be alive today. You know what I mean? But, you know, the, the theory states that she dragged her down to the basement and kind of had to make it seem like it was going to be a kidnapping and, like, abuse and, like, ultimately strangled the yeah, little girl. Yeah, because, I mean, all the evidence, the only evidence they found, physical evidence, it all belonged to the mom. The paintbrush and notepad. But yeah. the writing, you know, when they did the handwriting um, to see if it was any of them, it, it did not match anyone in the house at all. So, like we said, it's it's just a bizarre case. It's, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And another sketchy thing is that the parents lawyered up right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... It, it took them four months to actually sit down with authorities and cooperate. I mean, their first interview that they did 
was with CNN. It wasn't even like with the cops. Like they didn't come into the police station. Like yeah, they didn't talk to um, law enforcement. They lawyered up. They kind of just didn't want anything to do with law enforcement. Um, in terms of like getting interviewed, getting their the official statements, um, and then all of a sudden their first interview is like with CNN. You know what I mean? And it, it just kind of raised a lot of red flags as to how you're going to handle your children's, you know, abduction slash murder. And, you know, it's that's why they kept them. You know, that's why everybody thought it was them who did it. You know, they basically one of them killed her, whether it was the dad, the mom or, or the brother. And the rest of the family just said, well, let's cover this up, you know. And three years after this, in 1999, the governor of Colorado spoke out and told the Ramsey family to quit hiding behind their lawyers. I mean, because, I mean, everyone at, the, everyone at the time was like, well, I mean, there, it had to have been the family. Someone in the family did it, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, there's no other explanation if you really look at everything, how it was being portrayed. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's just, I mean, if you think about someone actually breaking in and taking her. One, why would you bring her back? Right? Or maybe they never even left the house to begin with. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, do we really know if, you know, if PD really searched the whole house That's when they true. arrived on scene or, you know? Yeah. I'm saying, like, if you're kidnapping someone, you want money, why would you bring her back? Or they kidnapped her. She freaked out on them, obviously. They freaked out, hit her on the head. Woke up, she wasn't dead, and that's when they strangled her. But the things that were used to strangle her belonged to the house. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you left with her, so that means she had to have gotten strangled right there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, like, the biggest thing is, like, throughout that commotion and everything, and, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy. Because a lot of people were also thinking, like, I mean, and there's been interviews with them, um, you know, since then, obviously, the mom already passed away. She had uh, she had cancer, I believe, and, and she passed away. So she I mean, if she knew or if it was her, she took that with her to the grave. But I mean, even the brother, Burke, he did an interview on the 20th anniversary of his sister's murder. Um, he did an interview with Dr. Phil and I mean, he just looks so uncomfortable. Like he, he has this weird smile. Like yeah. he's just a very sketchy looking individual. Yeah. Man. And and crime um, an crime analysis. Uh, what are they called? Yeah, like those crime analysts. Yeah, like they've said um, that his his smile wasn't a nervous smile. It was more like a like he knows something and he's trying to push through, you know, just answering what, you know, what yeah. they're asking him. Yeah, it's, it's like a very strange interaction yeah, between him and Dr. Phelan. really creepy. Um, we're going to put the link here below as well for you guys to check that out. But, I mean, it's just, everything's just creepy. And, and, I, and I guess, you know, he was nine at the time. Um, you know, you just lose your little sister to something like this, so crazy. And then everything that must have followed um with the media and people harassing you i mean i i guess it kind of yeah, i mean it will make you a little bit weird 
There's also... But I don't know. There's just something off about that guy. There's also a video of back then of when it happened of police interrogating him. And, I mean, I get it. He's nine years old. But at nine years old, you comprehend this stuff, you know? I yeah, believe definitely. everyone does. Yeah, I mean... And I, when I, they're asking him about you know right his from sister, wrong. like, he's, like, he's acting like his... He's acting like he doesn't know that his sister's dead. Yeah. And, I mean, he starts talking about, like, oh, maybe she got stabbed with a knife. And, no, like, yeah, and hit with a hammer. He got, he, he got, what if, uh, maybe someone hit her on the head. Yeah. He says that. Yeah, he does say that in the interview. So, I, I mean, mean, obviously, we don't know it's, it's weird. if he knew, I mean, the cause of death at that time yet. But, and then he even, like, motions, like, with his arm on, like, yeah, like it, it's just so weird. Should have gotten hit, and he's just sitting there playing with toys. And it's like I don't know. When I was nine years old, I, I understood a lot of this stuff. I wouldn't. I mean, if one of my siblings got, fucking, murdered like that, I wouldn't be acting. You know, like it's nothing. Yeah, I don't think. But I mean, I've never had to experience that. I mean, maybe he's still in shock or in denial. Yeah, you never. So, I mean, you just never can't know really that. like. Yeah, it's one of those things, like I said, I mean, until you're in that position, I guess, you can't really say. But both interviews, but, when he was a kid and when Dr. Phil now, it was, they're yeah, both he, weird. weird. Maybe he's just a weird guy, man. Yeah, could be. I mean, who knows? Could be. But that's why a lot of speculation and, like, people thought maybe he did it. Like, maybe he was jealous of the spotlight because, like we mentioned, I mean, these were very wealthy people, but... I mean, even the the little girl, John Binet, was a little bit of a celebrity in this little town because she was in all of these, uh, you know, beauty pageants, like, for kids, which is super weird to me, bro. Yeah. Like, like seeing videos of, like... It's all make, with makeup yeah, on. Yeah, like, makeup and, and, like... Yeah, like, it's it's super weird. Yeah. Like, why you would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, And a lot of people thought, too, like, once those... Um, pictures and videos surfaced of the little girl, you know, of John Binet, uh, being in like all these pageants and how her makeup was and how she was dressing. A lot of people speculated too, you know, they're saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe the fact that you had her in these pageants and everything like that caused that kind of attention to be drawn to her. Um, yeah. And then like some creepy dudes like, Oh, oh yeah. You know, but, I mean, it still doesn't make sense because if if it was someone after her, like a pedophile, why would they ask you for money? Wouldn't you just take her away and just keep her? Yeah, you I mean, know? yeah, it's it, a lot of strange things, um, like I said, happened with this case. And that's why it's, like, so bizarre. Like, there's not a definitive, like suspect that you can like yeah this is the most likely person to have done it yeah. you to, know what to, I mean? to me and this is my opinion i think the family had something to do with it yeah i'm with you on that one bro i think that either the mom or the i think the mom or the, or the brother, brother did it did it and but that's my opinion i'm not like yeah and at that point like even the dad was like well, fuck it you know i guess you know we're I guess you guys are already covering this up, so I guess I have to help. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I 
I don't know. Who knows? But I, in my opinion, I think I, I agree with you, man. Like, I think it was a family that had something to do with it. Um, I mean, during the 911 call, um, another thing that was kind of also out there and people have always been like, well, what was it? You know, um, during the mom's call to 911, she claims that Burke, the nine year old uh, brother, was asleep through this entire thing. Like, and this lady was fucking screaming, man. Like, on that call, and I mean, she was hysterical. And rightfully so. I mean, her her daughter was missing. But how are you going to sleep through that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and at the end of that call... And also, now that you mentioned that, in that interview when he was a kid, with the... With the police? Yeah. Um... They asked him, where were you? And he cut, when he answers that he was in bed asleep. It, I mean, we're parents. You know when your kid's lying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have he, this little, like, look on their face, like, gosh. Yeah, man. and, like, they kind of hesitate. And he he did that. Like, um, in my room asleep. Yeah, I mean. And it's like, I don't know. Your parents, you know, quote, unquote, just ran all over the house looking for her. You didn't wake up. Yeah, like you don't hear like your mom screaming and like freaking out. Yeah, Yeah, and I mean, at the end of that phone call, because obviously you know it's a nine one one phone call. Um, some experts, you know, some some detectives and stuff like that, they say that they can hear a third voice in the background, and they believe that voice to be Burke's voice. You know, the nine year old little brother, and obviously, I mean, it's kind of left up to interpretation. She hung up. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where you'd like, oh, I hung up, but yeah, it still catches at last few she seconds. seconds. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's like was it, his was voice it, saying say like, like, like what they say or no, what would you tell or them? what you tell them or something yeah. to that effect. And it, again, it's it's kind of left up for interpretation, but um, you know, at that point, yeah, who knows? You know, but I I I, I agree with you, man. I think it was something to do. I think it was a family. I think they covered it up. I think it might have been an accident at first. Maybe um, they were they were playing. Maybe, I don't know, something happened and Burke hit her with a lamp or with a hammer or with something. Or maybe the yeah, mom what, pushed her. What I can't find is if they have the autopsy, the, when they did the autopsy, they revealed like an actual time of death. Yeah, that's another thing. Because like, all I saw is that when the dad found her and ran upstairs with her, mm-hmm. um, her body was already rigor mortis. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, she, she had, had she had already for been a while for down a minute. There. Yeah. And another thing with that is that when he ran up with her upstairs and put her under the Christmas tree, like that keeps coming up. Like, did he literally put her? I don't think. I think they're just exaggerating. I think he just put her next. Like, yeah, I mean they. I mean they even said that at the at the end, um, you know, the body was moved so many times in such a short span, like from the time that the dad found her, because apparently he brought her right upstairs, and then the the police officer that was first on on scene was like, "No, we'll put her here," and then they moved her to like a different room. Yeah, and then the detective and then, that was there, the female. 
Yeah, they ended up she, just putting her by the tree or under the she tree. She said that when he took her up there, that he, he didn't, like, he, the dad wasn't really freaking out. And that that female cop, like, just had a gut feeling that he had something to do with it because of the way he was acting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just like they were very composed people throughout this entire thing. And it's like, I don't know, someone just murdered your six-year-old daughter. I'd be freaking the fuck out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. They they were just very calm, cool, and collected people. And, um, you know, a lot of things that, that happened with the you know, crime scene contamination from the dad and, you know, the body just being moved multiple times to multiple rooms. And then all of a sudden you have people walking in and out of the house while this is all going down. There really wasn't um, any kind of conclusive way to investigate and to kind of get all of the um, evidence that you would want to get in something like this unfortunately and i think that's what ultimately led to no arrest being made no actual evidence being found um you know and like it was something that was in headlines and something that was under investigation i mean it's still it is still an unsolved murder um you know another thing is you know you mentioned that the parents just lawyered up right away and everything and it's like they did determine and they did kind of create a grand jury to kind of go over evidence. They even had them go to the house and walk around the property so they could get an idea and understanding of just how vast this property was. You know, they had the grand jury kind of walking in and out and and go through the entire home. And finally, the DA was like, hey, you know what? At this time, we haven't found any kind of... Um, evidence that we can kind of move on and you know back in uh not till 2013 did uh, some records become unsealed from that grand jury mm-hmm. and they all wanted to indict the parents yeah they they well they actually the grand jury in 1999 that's we found well we found this out in 2013. Yeah, yeah. Then thir- 2013 is, is when they became unsealed, they, all the records. They found, we, I mean, we all found out that the Colorado Grand Jury was trying to indict them on two accounts each of child abuse and said that the parents uh, unlawfully, knowingly, and recklessly and feloniously permitted a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat or injury to the child's life. Yeah, that ultimately led to their death and, and also tampering with evidence and stuff like that. And, yeah, and I mean, they never went through with it. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of speculation was kind of had there too because the DA at the time was like, yeah, we have no evidence to, you know, indict anyone at this at this moment. And like, I don't know, it's like I said, it's such a high-profile case. Yeah. These people are very prominent people. You know, they're very wealthy um, you know, I'd hate to think that maybe he took a a bribe. Maybe he's like, hey, you know, just yeah. I mean, with with I mean, John Ramsey's money. This. I mean, yeah. Or I mean, maybe it's another case of like, hey, you know, there's not. I mean, 
what was claimed is that there wasn't really enough evidence to like to indict make them. anything stick once yeah. they were in prison or yeah. or once they were gonna go through the trial and stuff. Uh, there really wasn't enough evidence no, the, yeah, to I mean, uphold a conviction. Yeah, in, you know in court, I mean? you win with evidence. So yeah, it's not it's, not, it, it's then... not what you know. It's what you can prove in the court, right? But or it's not what you think. Yeah, but and I mean, I guess that's, that's... That mostly more than half of the police department and everyone involved believes that they had something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's just kind of convenient that you're going to say, Oh, they tried to kidnap her, but they didn't kidnap her. Like it just, it, it sounds, it smells and it looks like a cover up all day. So, I mean, maybe it wasn't even the parents. Maybe it was someone they knew, you know? And another theory is that that night, of the Christmas party, there was a dude playing Santa Claus, and that he was always like, yeah, really that close guy was... to John Bonet. And then she told her friend that that day before, on the twenty fourth, I think, that Santa Claus had told her that he was gonna pay her a visit after Christmas. Yeah. And her friend was, you know, I mean, they're both six year olds and. That's the age when you believe in Santa Claus. So the friend was like, no, he comes on Christmas. And that John Bonet said, well, my Santa Claus told me he's coming the next day. Yeah. To visit me. Yeah, which is super so, weird. And they had a Santa Claus who I think yeah. was a family friend. I mean, he was more of an acquaintance, but I but mean, this was, guy was but fucking he was known weird too. He was known to be like a weirdo, right? Like, with, Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, a, it's so strange, like just things everything about this is just like bizarre thing after bizarre thing yeah. because this man yeah nothing makes sense um apparently he had a daughter who like 10 years prior to all this happening was also murdered kidnapped or whatever his wife actually wrote a play or some kind of script about a little girl being murdered inside of a basement and strangled and it's like what the fuck like you know, like apparently this guy said that he had a very special bond with uh, John Benet, and like, no, you know what, like, um, like it was just kind of creepy. I mean, I I guess he was just trying to be, you know, a sweet old man, but I don't know. Um, there's also a thing where John Benet allegedly gifted him a vial of like glitter, mm -hmm. and he actually had asked his wife, you know, that if he were to, you know, if and when he were to die or whatever, he wanted that glitter that was given to him by John Binet to be mixed in with his ashes, which is super fucking weird. That like, is weird. I don't know about that. That is weird. So, but apparently, you know, again, DNA investigation led to no arrest and like they were basically exonerated too you know the fucking yeah Santa Claus been, even like, the people that have come up and claimed that they were the ones that killed her they've been able to prove that it wasn't them because either they you know they give obviously false information of what happened and like one dude said that he drugged her but obviously in the autopsy there was no drugs in her system yeah and then another thing is that around this time that this happened um there was, I think, uh, 
more than a hundred um, break-ins in their neighborhood. Yeah, you know, in the months following up to um, John Bonet Ramsey's murder, and that there was thirty-eight confirmed, um, I guess, pedophiles that lived within like two miles of their of their house. Yeah. So I mean, there's more than a hundred break-ins in the you know months prior. And there's 38 pedophiles. And this little girl's well-known in town. Yeah, I mean, she was like a little local celebrity, bro. Like yeah. I said, I mean, super wealthy parent. She was like... She would win like all these... Yeah, she was winning pageants. contests and beauty pageants all over the place and shit like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's... The whole thing's bizarre. Yeah, to say the least. It's just, it's... It's really weird. Yeah, and again, I mean, I wonder if at one point in time, um, I mean, the mom is already, you know, she's she's gone because she actually did die from the cancer. I guess she she beat it back in the nineties, and it she came had back. just beat it right before yeah, Jean yeah, Monet's yeah. murder. Yeah, and one, that was I mean, the first it, time, and then, yeah, it came back, and it. it you know, she wasn't as as lucky this time around. I mean, but the dad and the brother are still alive. And I, I wonder, like, if they were involved, if at any point in time they're going to, like, come forward and say, hey, you know I what? Mean, if they had something this to do with it, I doubt it. But it's... I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. And I'm not trying to say that I really believe it was them. It's just nothing makes sense that just makes you end up with, you know, well, then it had to have been someone in the family. Yeah, because there's just someone, too many things going on. You know, or a, a really close friend or something, because it's just, it's just really weird. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, you know, it's crazy. I mean, hopefully this is something that gets solved. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it would be pretty cool. Too. Yeah, just to kind of see that through yeah. and see who did it and. And just kind of get some some answers, you know what I mean? After almost twenty five years, um, this little six year old girl lost her life, you know, tragically, and it's crazy. And they, I mean, they've had top, you know, well known people investigated too, like um, like the forensic scientist, yeah, the Henry Chang Yu Lee. Yeah, yeah. he's, he, I think he's even like helped investigate like, uh, like the big profile, you know, cases he. Like uh, the one from the documentary, the the one with the staircase, where mm. they kept saying that it was the husband who killed his wife because you know the blood splatter and everything just didn't make sense, and that's what this dude investigates. Like, yeah, he yeah, really yeah. breaks it down. Like, okay, well, if you hit someone here, where would that blood splatter go? Or if you hit yeah. someone on the leg, how how would the bruising really look like? Like, this yeah. dude, he knows his shit. Yeah, of course. But he's also been called down on shit. Yeah. So I mean. You've had guys like this investigated, and there's nothing like they can't come up with anything. It, like, either the person that broke in was a fucking amazing burglar, or yeah, it was someone who really wanted to take her. I mean, even at that point, that, that you did such a well job, you know, good job that you made no sound breaking in through the basement. Because people, I think, what some of the cops tried breaking in to see if you, you know, you would make a sound, and I think only one. Was able to like really silently break into the house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, as big as a house, 
could be. I mean, you're still going to hear some shit go down. Like, if someone breaks a window, if someone's trying to break in through your basement, like, you're probably going to hear some shit. Yeah, and then they found no evidence of anyone trying to break into any door or any window but the window that was open. So either that window was left open because there's yeah. no signs that they tried, literally tried to break into different Yeah, I mean, there, there was, like, little pieces of glass here and there that were found at the scene, too. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, nothing conclusive that says, like, oh, yeah, this was for sure breaking. Yeah. Or this was for sure, like, you know what I mean? It's it's just yeah, so this, weird. Yeah, this whole thing's weird. I mean, I'm, we're going to tag, you know, a bunch of videos on this because there's actually a, a lot of cool videos on this. And, I mean, I hope one day we find out what really happened and who did it. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. This is a really interesting case. That's, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone in the world knows about this case. Yeah. And uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. Um, what do you guys think? Who do you guys think did it? You know, like I said, we're going to put up a bunch of links to uh, interviews, videos that we kind of stumbled upon throughout doing our own little uh, fact finding and investigation, if you will. Um, but yeah, let us know. I mean, who do you think would have had the best motive? Because I mean, who would want to kill a little six year old girl? I mean, yeah, I mean, there shouldn't even be a motive, you know. It's yeah, just, definitely. it's just, it, this is just completely fucked up. Yeah. Beginning from you know how shitty the Boulder PD. Yeah, I mean the hand. I mean how they mishandled everything and let people all over. The I place. mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's. You know, like I said, it was a perfect storm of anything that can go wrong well. And, I mean, I hope that this little girl gets justice, you know, soon. Yep. You know, someone, um, at least, you know, her, uh, whoever's responsible can, you know, be confronted with the law. Yeah. And, and I mean, if that, and if that person who did this is already dead, I mean, at least, yeah, at least, at least the, you yeah. get to close the case. Yeah, exactly. Give, and maybe give other unsolved cases, you know, the, the hope. Yeah. The, the, of it being able to yeah. be, you know, solved. Absolutely. But that's all we got for you guys today. Yeah. That's going to be it. I mean, we'll, we'll be back next week with, uh, with another, Another topic, another episode, but until then guys, we'll, we'll see you soon. Stay safe.